Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. I am your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we'll meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who in these times of crisis are offering their hearts and talents to us all. And today I'm very happy to have as our guest, Rebecca Gordon, who is a renowned astrologer and author. Welcome, Rebecca. Thanks so much, Tom. It's great to be here. Nice to have you here. I'm particularly fascinated by one aspect of your work, and I'd like to ask you about that. Tell me about you know, astrology for health and wellness. It seems to be a perfect subject for these, these days. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of us know of astrology through things like horoscopes, which is a lot, you know, you can read them in the magazines or the paper or not online on Instagram. However, uh, astrology is much more than your personality. Astrology also has to do with your whole physiology and the inner workings of your body. Essentially, your natal chart uh, is the snapshot of the sky at the exact moment you were born. And as much as that includes proclivities and talents and challenges, it also shows you what you need to keep your unique ecology in balance, what uh, things you can be prone to health-wise, what sorts of environments suit you, what sorts of minerals are good for you, which are not. That is also all in your natal chart. So the practice and the vein of astrology that I've spent a lot of time in is medical astrology. Uh, when I was 14 years old, one of my mentors, who's my stepmother um, in astrology, started to teach me through that lens as well. Um, so uh, since then, I've wrote, written a book on medical astrology called Your Body and the Stars, too. This is the, this is the Australian version. The American version looks very different. It looks white on the cover. Anyway, um, but well, let me ask you a quick, uh, yeah, I mean, quickie question about that. When did medical astrology become a part of general astrology? That is a fantastic question, Tom. It actually was one of the first branches of astrology to develop. And that's because people were sick and we didn't have x-rays. Um, and this is back in the Hellenistic era. And you can go back right. to um, Hippocrates, who's known as the father of medicine, right? And whenever, when any medical student takes their Hippocratic oath to graduate, right? So right. Hippocrates actually was a huge believer of astrology. And he said, no physician should be practicing without a proper knowledge of astrology because astrology really shows what the body needs based on your unique balance of fire, earth, air, and water um, as well, where the planets are. So it was medical astrology was practiced widely in the ancient world. And even in the middle ages and up to the Renaissance, if you went to a doctor, they would not only look at the moment you got sick, which is the moment of decumbriture, they would also have a look at your natal chart and understand what humors, the humors you might remember, melancholic, sanguine, all of these sorts of right. things, which relate to fire, earth, air, and water. They would see what where you were strong and weak in and what sorts of herbs would be the best antidote for that. So astrology and medicine were interlinked, um, perhaps the height for, for a very long time from the ancient world to the late Renaissance and even a bit after. Um, 
if you were at one of the top universities in the late Renaissance in like Florence or Bologna, Italy, after medicine, you would study astrology. So astrology is what you would get to study after you had gone through botany, medicine, and then astrology was sort of that opus science. You got to the top of the the line. Exactly. Um, And so I was always interested in that. And I noticed that a lot of our culture is sort of indoctrinated in the Ayurvedic tradition, which is wonderful. But we also have a, a Western medical astrology tradition too, which is which is this. Um, and uh, I use this a lot with my sessions. It also can show us like, for example, where the planets are now, what is best for us all? What source of nutrients do we need based on the current ecosystem? And that changes well, every year. Being very specific, I suppose right now, here we are all in this pandemic. What do the, what do the stars tell us? about the pandemic and what we should or should not be doing? or I mean, I know some of the things about getting at vaccinations and stuff, but what else does it tell us? <laughs> of course. So the first thing I would say is like, let's just remember going back to 2020, we had a lot of planets in one sign, which was Capricorn. We had Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto all gathered there. Now, essentially um, in a sign like Capricorn, which is a cold and dry sign, we can be all prone to like cold and dry conditions. Um, What was needed during 2020 for the most part and also through 2021 is primarily vitamin D because vitamin D is the opposite. It's the sunlight. It's the opposite of cold and dry, right? It is warm and light. So our systems were needing sun. We were needing warmth. We were needing that light um, of, of a, what the, what the sun has, which is our life force. The vitamin D was essential. Now that was a heavy Capricorn atmosphere. Now, as we move into 2021, where Jupiter and Saturn are currently in Aquarius, which is very airy, a lot of, uh, you might be feeling anxiety. There's a lot of air currents swish, swishing around this way, that way. And many of us are feeling like our nerves are frazzled at the moment because there are so many planets in air in the sky right now, as Jupiter, Saturn, or in Aquarius. Well, there's no um, doubt there's a lot of anxiety around. Any hope for it to be lessened by the stars in the near future? Certainly. Um, one thing I will say, because of the heavy amount of air, um, something that we all should be doing is adding more magnesium into our diets. And magnesium can be found in so many foods. It's also something you can obviously put in your bathtub. You can take magnesium supplements as well and um, mix magnesium with other things. There's a sort of like a soft grounded weightiness that you can feel with the magnesium mineral um, that is somehow the opposite of where so many planets in Aquarius can take us spiraling out up there. You know, um, as we can see, there's, uh, you know, different theories and polar polarity arguments um, about what's real and this and that. Um, So I I think that's, that's a good uh, note for everyone to still stay focused on vitamin D and magnesium as a global, but everybody, each of you listening have your own unique health signature. And that's what I teach a course on as well is really understanding what you need and also how to incorporate health readings in other types of um, environments too. Like let's, let's say you're a health coach and by casting somebody's health chart, what can you learn about them? Um, there's a whole lot of information just in your natal chart, everything from lifestyle needs 
to specific minerals and nutrients. And um, it's, uh, I, I, I feel that, you know, when people talk about illness and disease a lot, and I feel that we have to think about health as an active, um, it's something dynamic, it's active, it's always moving, like, and, and an energy might be trying to get to us through the sphere plane, first of all. And let's say we're busy with our lives, we're cycling through, we're like, not realizing what's going on internally. Then it gets to the emotional mental plane. And we feel mm, there's something off in my life. I don't know what's wrong, but something I feel frustrated, something's off. Now, if that situation perpetuates long enough, we're going to end up probably getting sick because we've been in a situation of imbalance and out of our natural ease for a while. So I'm all about what do we need to keep our ecosystems in the best health they can be. And for that, it's best to first understand your own. Right. Absolutely. I have a question which may seem extremely naive. I'm not very, you know, clear. I mean, I've, I've, my daughter, who is 23, we had her chart done by two different people, the good friends of ours that, that do charts. And it was, to me, fascinating because how accurate it was in terms of personality things. Um, you know, it could absolutely see it and, and as she grew up and went on. And so I, I'm a believer in, in, in that sense. What I wonder, and the question that I'm asking, which may or may not, you know, be something simple to answer, if everybody who was born on that date in the city of Manhattan uh, would have the same kind of information or would it, how would it vary? Well, um, great question. So there's the birth chart and then there's the soul. All right. The first thing is the birth chart is not the soul. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Two people can be born at her exact time and they will surely have, and even the exact location and they will have many similarities. They will have similar events happen at certain junctures in their lives, but they have a whole different uh, karmic DNA, a whole different a realm of experiences that came before them because there's something that animates the human form called soul. So and that is, in my opinion, there's the chart, which is the environmental conditions that the soul comes into. And then here we are is the amalgamation of both our soul. Our souls attract the environmental conditions they need, which is the parents, the birth chart, right, the, right. all that stuff. Well, that's fascinating because I, I really buy that. I really get into that myself with the soul being the, the force. When you do a chart for people, how is the soul considered in that situation? Is that part of what you offer, you talk about? It is. I talk about the journey of the soul and where the evolution lies. So in a reading, there's these two points as well called the North Node and the South Node. And I do focus on this a great deal in my readings because ultimately it's showing the journey of the soul. We don't want to be too doggedly focused on the future and forgetting the past. And we don't want to be stuck in the rut either. So we're constantly trying to balance the journey of our soul from where we've been to where we're going, giving respect to where we've been as well. Um, 
but I think the whole chart is the soul, you know, like everything in it, it expresses an element of soul. Um, it's not just the nodal axis. Uh, there's many other parts that, that do show the soul's journey as well. Well, this is all fascinating. And what's happening is it's so fascinating. I'm going beyond time here. And I want to make sure that I get in some information from you that you need, you'd like to offer. I understand you have a new course that is going to be taught. Could you tell us something about that? I do. Um, this is actually one of my favorite courses to teach, which is also based on some of the tenets of my book, Your Body and the Stars. The course is about medical astrology. It's about health and wellness in astrology. In fact, it's called Astrology for Health and Wellness. And it's very much about how you can use astrology to better your health and also how you can look at health charts. Hopefully it will give you the tools to be able to look at a chart and the balance of elements and understand what that soul actually needs to replenish and nourish their body, what they should stay away from. Um, so I, I do like to look at astrology from the personality, psychological, emotional perspective. Yes. But also the whole physiological and the physical, which is the body, um, because your chart even can show you things like, like I can see if I look at a chart, that person has even thinner hair or thinner skin or taller or bigger, like even, physical attributes do show to a degree in the natal chart as well. And my take is that we each have a roadmap. We might as well get to know it in life. Um, so this course coming up, it's a four week course. It's an immersion um, on health and wellness in astrology. So it's open to, I'd say the advanced beginner and those after that. Um, you must have a foundation in the overall signs the signs, um, you know, a little bit about astrology, perhaps planets and houses to begin. You don't have to, you know, be an astrologer, but this course is for people that have some foundational knowledge of astrology. Um, and I'm also hosting a free webinar. If you're on the fence about it and you're not sure, and you want to learn a little bit more, there's a free webinar coming up on Sunday, the 23rd of May, uh, which you all can attend. And then the course begins June 9th. Um, it's a four week course with me live and you have lifetime access through the portal too. you can ask questions during the class. It's a wonderful class. I've been teaching it for about five years now and I do it. Um, I teach it annually. I'm not, this might be the last year though, that I teach this class. I'm not quite sure. Um, so hurry up, sign up now. <laughs> <laughs> so just because I, I've, I've been teaching it for a while and I'm thinking of creating a new course after this, but it's a wonderful course. And, um, yeah, we really do deep dives into our charts in the room too. So I op always open it up to the classroom if people want to share. And um, sometimes we bring examples in from the class. And how long does, a, does a, one of the sessions last? Each the session class. is an hour and a half with me. They're Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. And it's for four weeks. Um, and then you have lifetime access to it. You can go into our school portal and listen and everything and connect there and after. That sounds wonderful. Now, we're good, you know, today, when we finish this, we're going to get a place. Maybe we can do this right now. For people who want to reach you after listening to this now, because what you've got is so much information, so much fascinating things. How are they best reach you? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you and learn about all of these things? Thank you, Tom. So the best way is the good old website, which is RebeccaGordonAstrology.com. And also, if you see in the show notes, uh, there is a link to this beautiful 
like six page download, which is all about astrology and your health and wellness. That is free. That is a gift for all of you listening right now. So if you're interested, you can click the link in the show notes and you will be able to receive your guide to health. And there's a mantra for each astrological sign in that guide to stay in optimal health. Um, and in, in that guide, we talk a lot about, you know, connecting to what energy you feel like, let's say you need to turn up the Aries in your life. Maybe you work with the Aries health mantra more, or you want less of a certain one. So it, we do a body scan. Essentially it is a body scan where you can tune in and see which area you might need to amplify or diminish based on your results of the scan. So that's all included in the show notes. There's a link to that freebie. And you will also get that when you sign up for the course too. And can you also access that by getting to your website? The course, yeah. The, the it course is, and the link that you just talked about. Um, the link, no, it's only here in your show notes, but when you sign okay. up for the course, you will receive that too. Okay, um, all right. Very so good. we have um, the link in the show notes goes to the course as well. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it really challenges us to see our bodies in a very different way um, and to understand our bodies more. It is the vessel that, you know, our, that is animated by our soul and understanding its needs and why our energy feels low sometimes or high in other days, what's going on. That's part of the course as well, that we learn how to work with what we call transits. Yeah, the body's important. It's the current home for the soul. Exactly. So exactly. let me ask you a last, sort of last area here. As you'll see what's happening through the stars, through the world, what do you see for the future when the pandemic, quote unquote, has passed us? Well, that's, I guess that's sort of an arguable thing when the pandemic has passed, because is it a line of demarcation? I don't know if, I don't know if it's such a line of delineation. May not be, I agree. Yeah. But we're going to have a time which we will call post-pandemic. Okay, post-pandemic world. Um, well, there's a couple things. In like, for example, in 2023, we're going to see Pluto and Aquarius. Um, right now we're getting a taste of that with uh, Jupiter and Saturn Aquarius, which means that the way we see technology now, we have the internet, we're thinking about space travel. Um, you know, maybe in the 90s they were thinking about flying cars, but right, right now <laughs> we are probably on one of the biggest technology booms ever. And that is going to essentially get on steroids in 2023 when Pluto enters Aquarius. So, I mean, AI is just touching the surface of that artificial intelligence. I do think we are getting into much more of a global universe. Um, there will be much more UFO, ET connection, um, space travel, absolutely. But also a blending of spirit and science is only going to increase. In other words, remember um, all those wonderful books that Lynn McTaggart wrote, like The Field and um, all, all of that. I, I do feel that there's going to be more sign, the merging of science and spirit and proving how energy actually transfers. Um, so that's exciting. A lot of the things that you and I invest in our life then are becoming more scientific now. And isn't that always how it is? Like, magic is magic until it's proven until, until it's proven you know? yes exactly until they say oh my look at this it actually exists yeah. 
Yes, well, that's, that to me is a very optimistic view, a very positive view of bringing into the world more belief that this really, and, and more, more techniques to help people, which I think is, this is what I'm hoping to do with this show is to bring people the awareness of more, inf more good news. And you're certainly bringing us good news, which I appreciate and I think our audience will also appreciate. So I'm so I, glad to hear. I thank you very much for being our guest on the, the Heart of Healing the Pandemic episodes. Thank you and I look forward to watching and paying attention to all that you bring to the world in the next few years. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for inviting me. Up to